Hello, friends. Welcome to the hundredth stinking episode of Christian Amp. Jenny I should have just do this sworn. whole episode intro by yourself. This is not me doing it by myself. Jen, welcome. <laughs> We're going to give you the platform. I also should have just committed to the curse word there that clearly fit better. About the episode, just you. We are. Refle- Jen's going to give a really good I'm like getting stressed out as you do this. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> That's a callback to our last episode. Uh, yeah, we were going to just reflect a little bit on um, our podcast journey so far, like our favorite and least favorite episodes that we've done. Uh, but then we're going to get personal a little bit and just talk about our faith journeys and kind of where we've come from in the church and where we see ourselves going, what we want to work on um, spiritually, like each of us individually. Um, And yeah, so that's kind of what we have in store for you. Uh, Thanks for listening for a hundred whole episodes. We really appreciate everyone. Um, So let's grab a drink and here we go. Check, check, check. One, two. Hey. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It is the 100th episode. We made it this far, guys. We have as many episodes as listeners. (laughs) What's up? No. We have hundreds of listeners. Oh. Uh, what's hundreds. up, everybody? This is uh, it's a pivotal moment. It's a milestone. We grow this podcast like we grow our church. Slowly. Slow and steady. Slow and, steady. <laughs> Slow and questionably. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, well, if it grows, it grows. <laughs> we just like to talk to each other. It's grassroots. Uh, we just like to hang out. That's why we have the church. That's why we have we this just podcast. record our like, drinking time. <laughs> it's really yeah. what we yeah. do. Yeah. We can't drink at church. Usually. Usually. Unless Steve brings a keg or something. <laughs> Which we did the one did time. Happen we did one, one time. time. We did one, one time. time. So guys want to drink at church. Um, we're, we're, we're the ones who yeah. won't necessarily say no. We won't necessarily say no. But <laughs> we, we might be like, it's like uh, 10 it's, o'clock in the morning. Guys. Maybe yeah. not today. <laughs> the third time in a row we've done this, yeah. guys. <laughs> we should maybe question our choices. <laughs> we could. Yeah. Um, Welcome. And now probably never again because we have a lot of... Uh, actual people that uh, probably yeah, care. Actual, <laughs> well, and homeless drug and alcohol. Also that, also that. Also that. Yeah. I Important mean, things. You know? Growth. Evolution. Yeah. They can. They could... Uh, Adapting to your surroundings. Talk to us about why it's bad to be doing that. It is really funny that the one guy loves it. It's like a church of white people, but the one little Oh, uh, the older guy? Yeah, he's older, great. Older guy. He's, Dude, so he's so... It's And uh, it's weird... And still fun to have somebody vocal. Like it's, we are probably the most diverse church in town. Like per <laughs> yeah, capita, our margins yeah. are yeah. interesting now. Um. So yeah, we have our hundredth. We don't really have a strong plan for no, this. No, we, we do. I mean, we do. We do have a plan. We're gonna. We decided to just be um, on this podcast. Andy Stanley, no and Rob <laughs> Bell, and no. Joe Biden, <laughs> and Mel Gibson. Yeah. Are you guys all doing uh, voice impersonate yeah. pr- impressions now? Yeah. Yes. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. We'll be, uh, I, I don't know any of those voices well enough. Joe Biden. He, he'd be like. No, that's like that's like Stuart. That's Stuart from <laughs> Mad on, TV. That's kind of Joe it's Biden. Joe Biden nowadays. doing Stuart. I don't want to do that. I don't want. Yeah. Look at me. Look what I can do. My name is Joe. Because his voice is a little high. <laughs> oh, he, he's got a breathy thing. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> and he whispers, we're he's like, doing, we're I, not, did all. I did this for you. <laughs> Don't you recognize this? <laughs> we are, clearly, we're not, we are not voice impersonators <laughs> at all. 
Um, anyway, today, uh, what are we drinking, guys? Oh, yeah. What are we drinking? We'll start there. Trump is hard, though. Evan's drinking. Because <laughs> he's got the idea. I feel like any voice could be Trump, really, at this point. I'm saying. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he really was trying. Whoa, whoa. Really... <laughs> is that Trump on a roller you need coaster? Like, you need, like, the one sentence that gets you into the voice with any impression. That's the thing. Yeah. You, yeah and you can't do it with your the entry. Lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need like your like. What are you doing? What are like, you doing? No, it's not bad. What are you doing? You know, like if you want to do like what, uh, British, what you're like, you today. Yeah. Oh gosh, hello, governor. Yeah, you need that when you're gonna go with like a an English accent. You gotta this say it. Terrible. Well, we, Germans always like a like a flamboyant. <laughs> what this, are you doing? Hi, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you went that direction. Yeah. I'm not angry. Don't Hello. they just yell? What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna get canceled on oh our hundredth episode. Would would you like we... some Fina schnitzel? <laughs> <laughs> Not you even sound that. like uh, <laughs> what from, is it from Shrek? The like the little what is that from? Is that Shrek? I don't know. You know what I'm talking somebody. about? <laughs> anyway, yeah. what are you, Evan's drinking the same beer as the last episode? Yeah, so that's a uh, Czech Boring. style dark lager. What's it called? Just so I can write it down later. Veritashi. Veritashi. I got a picture of it. Or We're drinking our final BKS Artisan Ales Brew. Which is Jen? This one is called Oh Fun Counterculture oh, India Pale that Ale. Would've... This is a Jesus Works beer. Well, for last should have had that on yeah. the last one. Um, no, so we we are on our final one of these. They really do make some really good IPAs. They're delicious. Uh, I can't drink. Fresh. Them. Well, what is an artist? I mean, it's fresh. What do you consider fresh when you pop it open? I mean, it's like months old, isn't it? I mean, fresh <laughs> is when you open the can, Jen. Anyway, uh, it, they make really good IPAs. Uh, I have not disliked one, and my stomach does dislike every one, and it's worth it. It's delicious. Yeah. Do you want to try this up? Sure. Okay, I'm going to pour the last of it in here, and you can have this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here you go. Um, Let's see. It's good. It's juicy, delicious, crisp. That's a good IPA. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Midwest. Um, I've always I was wondering this because we talked about the last uh, uh, how people perceive how we talk to you. Is it a Midwest thing? Is it a, is it a that location men talk thing? Over women? No, no, just how we. Oh God, <laughs> no. But like, is like like when friends rip in, rip on each other. Is that like a is that globally accepted? Yeah, I, I feel in like the West, I mean, a little bit more. The our... language is different. Like if you are like like a Southie Boston, I'm just wondering. Like people don't catch the nuance. I don't feel like that we have. Well, they don't know us. Well, right, but we don't rip on you. To be everyone, or... I tell the times when I say something about them cutting me off is when I care, and if mm-hmm. I don't say anything, <laughs> then it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, they want to hear you from you. You don't have to defend no, no, no. I me. Think, right. I, I was much just, I was just wondering you. if it was like a location-based thought. No, I don't you know, think it's like, so. It was... Also, keep in mind, we spend a lot of our time together. So what mm-hmm. you guys hear, this is like our normal cadence with one yeah. another, and it's not them being And I didn't to me. say. Sometimes it is them being I yeah. asked yeah. Jen's opinion. Shut up, Jen. <laughs> I, I asked Jen's opinion at least 300 times a day. <laughs> So I do care. And you are just not right now. ADHD. Because Jesse can't do anything without a woman's opinion. That's true. <laughs> or opinion. I just need, no, usually a woman's Sounding boards. Uh, <laughs> is this right? Does this outfit, is my fly down? Yeah. No. Ew. <laughs> oh, he doesn't ask me. No, Words. no I, what was, I only asked Heather like once 
I put an outfit on. I was like, does this look okay? And usually she says yes. And so I'm like, okay. And it was like, change it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, like, she likes it gross. She's like, no, <laughs> none of it. Not that yeah. one. You're wearing that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, you're wearing the same thing you wore yesterday and the day before and the day before. Okay. Weird. Okay, you have, it's like new clothes. Yeah. No. Very, yeah, no. Same thing. Fabrice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, today we're going to interview ourselves a little bit. We're going to let you into our, our bubble to hopefully to let you know that we don't hate each other, specifically <laughs> yeah. Jen. Um, mean, they might. And well, yeah, legit. my goal would have been legit. to do a live interview where you guys could pop on and ask questions, but I don't feel like anyone's responsive enough to have been on this call. Yeah. So, um, if you actually guys can start responding to things or pay attention to things, <laughs> we're just like guilt tripping them more <laughs> yeah. and more. I just every want. Episode. I want Give community. Us money. I want a community. Dang it. Love Evan us. wants money. I want a community. I want you to tell us you love um, us. But if you we guys you. do... Do you want to become start, a generosity rock star? $20. If you guys start responding to things online, I will know that it's worth doing that. If you start sending us messages, we would, will create... I would love to do one, like quarterly. Content for you. No, but I would, I would do like to do... some stories. A yeah. quarterly... See our faces. Like, maybe we'll add a camera. <laughs> oh, promises? Only at promises. Evan. Or Jen. Jen is the favorite. So it's just add Jen the whole time. Yeah. Um, to Great. show we With care. With my three beverages at all times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Large water, half coffee, and a beer. Mm-hmm. Perfect yep. day. Perfectly um, hydrated and dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, so... Let's start with it's been a hundred episodes, right? We're in yeah. this. We've been doing. We're down for five hundred more. Yeah. Unless we decide this yourself. is our last episode. Yeah, this might be our last like, episode. Well, 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 it could well, be the last one. Yeah. Uh, Unless we can't get any more guests. <laughs> <laughs> the guests are like, we've heard your episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but basically, uh, we're with Jen. Yes. Favorite and least favorite episode. Okay. Go. Um, least favorite I episode. have a spreadsheet that I made yesterday. Do you want to look at it? Um, I was just scrolling through our feed, That's but I think I, I know my answers. Okay. Um, least favorite is probably uh, the episode, I'm trying to think of what we called it, um, where we interviewed the guy from um, Cult, of Christianity. Cult of Christianity. And mostly because I felt that we did not fully agree with him and we did not do a very good job yeah. of pushing back, engaging that conversation um, in a way where we challenged him as yeah, much we as we probably would him. now. Yeah. Um, yes. So he's probably, that's probably yeah. not him. He I'm was sure not my, least, he's he's not my least favorite, but I just felt that interview. I felt that we didn't do a yeah. very good job. And, um, yeah, there were a we lot could of, have had uh, a better conversation. Yeah. There were a lot of, he, he was doing a lot of generalizations that were just whenever people in interviews do generalizations, uh, basically they're making they're they're you could almost tell that they're coming from an angle that is inaccurate or an inaccurate angle. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, um, and we didn't do a good job of the thing that I find that. it awkward doing though, especially in that interview though, we had him on knowing like he reached out to us, <laughs> he did, yeah. but we had him on knowing that we have very different opinions obviously but there was no true goal of the conversation other Mm -hmm. than you have a different opinion i have a different tell us about your why you hate the bible yeah um which again throws me off as a whole so i would agree that's probably one of my least favorite episodes we've done yeah um other than every other one we don't plan yeah he went pretty hard in the paint on some stuff there but in the paint is that a term it's a basketball (laughs) term 
Okay. Well, I'm not sportsy, so <laughs> yeah, we didn't know. Jesse is like, that was episode. It was episode sixty four. Jesse one. is like one estrogen estrogen dose away from being a. They make a sports woman still. Himself. Do they do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's my least favorite. Jesse, you kind of agree. Evan, uh, is that your least favorite? Um, do you have a different one? I did not like that one. I did not like green eggs and ham. What was the, uh, there was another one. I, there was one where I was pretty quiet the whole time. What was that one? <laughs> Anytime I, you don't have an opinion, yeah, you just don't just like, like the episode. This is a dumb episode. Yeah. The aliens one. Aliens. Yeah, Obviously, I, I knew care. you didn't want to do that I couldn't one. care less about aliens. Yeah, but you have to have some kind of an opinion. All right, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, my opinion anyway, is, I'm not I couldn't care less. <laughs> okay. That is my opinion. Okay. Um yeah, probably that one, the cult of Christianity guy. I'm trying to think back on. Uh, I wasn't on the other one. I would have. I wasn't on the, like the new agey one. one, which I would have hated. It was actually well, a pretty good conversation. That's why we did it while you were gone. Yeah, because yeah. you're like you wouldn't have said anything. We replaced yeah. you with Craig that day. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Favorite. Craig. Anybody? Anybody? Mm. I have a. T- I have a few. Ties. I can't find mm. my spreadsheet, and I spent hours ties. on it. Uh, like tie ones that are tied. My the culture episode with Craig, um, was one of my favorites. Which one? That wasn't the most recent one. What was no, it, the most that was like the first time that we had Craig on. I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, that was probably one of my favorites. I also really liked having Philippe on because he made us like that was good. Those talk about ourselves, were which good, we're yeah. about to do, and he should be on this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> double down. And then I think what I'm noticing is it's like. Uh, it is interview conversations, um, mostly because I think getting like an outside opinion is it's really fun yeah. for us, um, which is interesting because one of my least favorites was an interview episode also. Yeah. And I think it's probably because the, the two, the, the ones that I'm, I'm noting are not interviews so much as like just what we normally do, but with another yeah. opinion. Like not that McLaren you know, was one probably. McLaren was really good also. Um, Michael Chanley's The Faith... Life after Mega Church. Yeah, that like was a that good guy. one. That guy was fun. Uh, and yeah, Brandy. Brandy is so great. I We've had Brandy, Brandy on twice with her no belly button. Brandy, <laughs> yeah. no belly button. Hat. Right. Oh yeah, I forgot Red about D. that. Hall. Oh yeah, Kerr. Red We've Hall. had Kerr on a couple of times. Anyway, all of the episodes. Anyway, any interviews. I think other. Than one, what was the second? I've really Kerr enjoyed. Up. Oh, the second one when he was got canceled. Canceled. Yeah, he got canceled. Um, Ryan Burge. We should mention him. Yeah, Burge. That first Burge one. Yeah, when, when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg RBG died, died while we were on the air. Yeah, that was, that a, was a, I mean, I don't, I don't know, know if she, she died, died while. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> <was like>, it <laughs> was announced. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Scott Nelson. That one's Scott, that one was good. That, that was, was my good. buddy, my buddy Scott. Um, Shane Claiborne was a mind blow when we got him on. Like I, that I was didn't a, think that, that was, was like episode. He's like he definitely didn't <laughs> look into this. There's a tornado warning that day, wasn't there? Yep. Anyway, a lot of good moments. I would say. But do you have favorites other than picking? Or like, a- let's see. I would say my favorite episode. I love the life after mega church guy. Mm. Um, I've loved uh, Brian McLaren. That was a good, I think that was just a good conversation. Yeah. That's the first time I've read a book, listened to a book. <laughs> like yeah. how he amended that. Yeah, he's like, hold on a second. Listen to a book prior to an interview. That was, and it, I felt better for it. Yeah. And I liked the the rest. I think that, what was that guy's name? Greg. Greg, yeah. Yeah. 
I like, I think Greg, that one. the speaking yeah. tongues, the rest, I think he had some nice, it was a good chat. But the Burge, the Burge episodes are always fun episodes. Yeah. We'll have to get him back on this year, see what he thinks. Yeah, well, yeah, with coming up with the with election. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have some good memories of these episodes. So today, though. Yeah. What are we doing? We're gonna we're gonna try to let you into our bubble a little bit more. We're gonna mm-hmm. interview each other. Have to pee. Evan has, has to, to pee, pee. Has shock to pee. and awe. <laughs> He's gotta pee first. But uh we we're, our plan right now is to um ask each other some specific questions about uh our faith journeys, right, Jen? Yes. This was suggested by Evan and he did not prepare. And so I, mean, I created I created for. a couple questions. There is a lot to prepare for. Yeah, we need questions. I created a couple questions that. that we could uh, at least start it off with. And then we'll probably interrupt each other a thousand times over. So um, do you want to just start it off? You want to start this question? I'm going to throw it at you. Sure. Do you have any strong early influences? Uh, what are your earliest memories of faith or spiritual spirituality in your life? How did these experiences shape your in, initial understanding of faith? So any early influences, people, experiences, mm-hmm. things? Um, yeah, I, I remember, I mean, I've, I was, grew up Catholic, which we've talked about. Weird. Um, but I was like infant baptized, like six days old. Not like this violent kind where they just <laughs> slashed you into the water. Uh, I don't think so. I think they just poured it over my head. Okay. I don't. I don't think I was. We don't. They didn't do like immersion, like baptism, right? right. So, um, like infant baptism. So I grew up going to church every. We're talking about my early influences. <clears throat> Have you been adult baptized? Evan, huh? Have you been adult baptized? Yeah, which I felt weird about when I did it. She's like, I've been there before. Right? Well, no, this. just that it was like. Anyway, we can get to that part. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, early influence was definitely, like, grew up going to church, Sunday school, all that jazz. Um, and all that jazz. I actually had a, a great pastor, um, Father Bouvet, who was just the best. He has a great reputation in town. He's still around here. He no longer so far. is an active priest. Um <laughs> He was great. I don't know uh, the guy. He's probably fine. No, he he's so nice. We met him at so the, nice. He was at the carpenter's place. Thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's so nice. Um, just very <clears throat> sweet and a very good speaker. Um, but I grew up like with confession and all the rules and all that stuff. And um, never like the older I got, the less into that I was. Um, and so I think I probably like mid high school had kind of started to like creep my way away from faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say father Bouvet was pretty like, um, impactful for me, but the, my initial like understanding of faith was definitely more, um, the rules and like all of the ways that we could let God down by what, with what we did and like confession and reconciliation, like, um, very much like a, uh transactional faith of like oh i did this so then to fix that i need to do this mm-hmm. um bummer bouvet no he wasn't a bummer okay so. <laughs> i'm telling you he was Go like ahead. the best he was so nice <laughs> i went to uh our confirmation class in high school every two years they would go to italy um and nice. so we left like the day after christmas got drunk <laughs> i did not some people did <laughs> 
And then um, we went to like New Year's Day mass at the Vatican. Like, so I had some very cool experiences because of the way I grew up and the Who church that I was John in. Paul? Pope John Paul. Um, the second. Did yes. you pound No. You didn't. Get, you didn't get to meet him. The Pope's no. about to die. Oh, by I don't know. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. On this episode. That would be too much. We just got. Well, uh, I just got, got a di- Pope, I got a different. Uh, I got a different uh, death notification as you were talking. But go ahead. Who died? Who? Uh, Mrs. Banks from Mary Poppins. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Mrs. Banks. <laughs> I can't like, even picture her. George Banks' wife. I don't know George. Banks she went to the the rally. She had a. I know a that. Sash. Like a like a yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Uh, I mean, that's probably if we're talking just like the early influence. Like, how did that experience shape my initial understanding of faith and stuff like that? I would say it was very um, transactional. Like yeah. you go to mass, you do these sacraments. Um, I was also one of the first female altar servers in our our church. Uh, And so I learned a lot of like the um, ritual parts of that. Like the, again, like all of the the sacrament stuff and um, the repetitive prayers all the time. So I I think I had a very like staunch view on faith. It wasn't very like, we didn't like pray at the dinner table yeah. growing up. Mm. We didn't have like lots of faith so conversations. I didn't listen to Christian music at home. One of the biggest early influences was probably me on you. <laughs> no Gregorian <laughs> like, chants. Gonna... No, like I got you to come to youth group. That's not what we're talking about. That's not we're talking. No, I'm thinking like pre, like when I switched churches. Like okay. my faith, mm-hmm. like growing up was like up until adulthood, like 18. Okay. would be i got like coming i remember being on a, the flight home from italy and we had confirmation like two months later and they were going to ask us all of these questions of like do you believe this do you believe this do you believe this and i was at a point where i wasn't sure i wanted to say yes to any of those things um and i i got in trouble for the i've talked about this on the podcast before also but they had a I don't know if it was a cardinal or they had some higher up priest come into our confirmation class where we were supposed to be able to like have a discussion and ask questions. And I asked about um, purgatory and he just shut me down. He was basically like, we don't don't ask questions. Don't answer. We don't ask questions like that. Um, And so I remember being on the flight home, like I'm not sure I want to be confirmed. What, What was your question you asked? Something along the lines of, is purgatory real yeah. or like where in the Bible does it say anything about purgatory? We have to explain ghosts somehow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and a good so I just remember mm. being on that flight and being not sure I wanted to be confirmed. Um, and then, but then I felt all this pressure of like, well, I'm in an reality, altar. Like, can I just stay in Italy? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, can I be an alt or, or can I, you know, can I not do that? Like I'm an altar server. Like I didn't see any choice of not like no choice, but I, it wasn't really, I didn't think I should not do it either. If that makes sense. Like I was just questioning it and uh, I ended up getting confirmed and then probably six months. Well, I graduated high school, but it started a little before that, like where I was going to a non-denominational church kind of out of nowhere i was working a job where i had to work sunday mornings that's where Mm. it started so i was no longer able to go to church every sunday mass every sunday where were you working that was this a nursing home in the dining room nice old people need to eat you know (laughs) 
Do they? Could, yeah. Do they? Yeah. Just let so them I would die. have to just do let that. Them anyway, die. that's my early. <laughs> wow. This episode's gonna be so long. That's all right. I mean, <laughs> you didn't have to go into all that, Jen. Yeah. What do you want, no, where do you want me to stop? Go ahead, go ahead. You nerd right. it up. Are we all going right. round robin on each question? I think we I should. Know, I think all right, sure, yeah, sure, sure. All right, Evan. Evan all early right. influences. Early influences. Well, I grew up in a bizarre denomination, uh, the Salvation Army, uh, which is n- known for red kettles and thrift stores, but. Um, there was a guy. I, sorry, this is going to jump on me. I meant to tell you this earlier. There was a guy at at Sam's Sam's Club playing for the you know like the the ring it ding bells was he playing trombone or something he played the trumpet and trumpet. it was beautiful the cornet it was gorgeous he did great and I yeah. said nice job sir um, mm-hmm. but he did you give I, him money I think no I did not um, <laughs> rarely have I seen somebody like do that well like it's just like yeah. little I'm ringing bells and he yeah well, that was my childhood my dad would drop us me so we there were five boys growing up in the house um in Plymouth Meeting Mall outside of Philadelphia, he would drop off me at 10 years old playing trump, uh, cornet trumpet and my quadriplegic brother, and we would rake it in. <laughs> we would rake it in. If Thousands it does, of is dollars. It, is it like if it overflows, you get to keep what it lands no, on the ground? No. Okay. But it would always be packed to the gills. <laughs> you put a quadriplegic yeah, at the time, thirteen-year-old and the ten-year-old <laughs> out there playing you done. trumpet. You done? Yeah, we only. But in reality, we knew we were going to rake it in, so we we caught on to it, and so we would wait till the the van drove away, and my brother and I would peruse the mall for the next six hours, come back out, make a little bit more money, peruse the mall for like three hours, and we still make thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> back when malls were the shiz, the thing, yeah. yeah. Which is like, that's a cultural sidebar. Cultural sidebar is malls were awesome. They need to come back because I still love a good mall. <laughs> Didn't you just blame malls on... I did, but I still love episode. a good mall. I love a good mall. I love the smell of Annie Ann's pretzels and Taco Bell. Sweaty teenagers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the days, but the days of like just dropping your youth off at the oh, mall yeah. to walk that's around, they're going to happen. Yeah. I used to spend every to Friday movies. night in oh, middle yeah. school there. Same. Every Friday. It was every Friday night was because the movie theater was behind the mall. Yeah. So every Friday night was we're going, we're gonna look at the dildos and Spencer's gifts, and then we are gonna go see a movie. The mall was and so by the way. Spencer's movie. is way worse nowadays. Is it's it? now it's it. now on there's like, like near a porn in the back. Yeah, it's there's like a new one. I know. But I was told I have not been but my my father in law's brother, my yeah, whatever that makes sense. Uh, told us that the other day. He walked in with his son. He was like, "Somehow it got worse." And I said, "If you're saying it's worse, it must be bad." <laughs> I am. I am surprised it. It's still a thing. Yeah. Like I'm surprised yeah. people still buy stuff from Spencer's when Amazon. It's is the shock. It's the quiet. shock factory yeah. store. You can yeah. walk in and be like, boobs. And what was the one with all the black T-shirts, like the Nirvana shirts and oh, the, hot, hot, topic. Topic. hot topic, good yeah. stuff right there. Yeah. It's still there. the tie-up leather boots. Keep going. Yeah, Stay so, right. Stay so I grew up uh, in the Salvation Army, largely in uh, rougher inner city neighborhoods of Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, Scranton, Pennsylvania, for a short period of time. Um, my parents were pastors in the Salvation Army. Salvation Army is like a offshoot of uh, traditional Methodism, English Method- Methodist Episcopal Church from England. 
Um, uh, and it was weird. We wore uniforms to church. We played, uh, we didn't have an organ. We played, or we had piano if there wasn't enough band members, but we had brass band was our musical accompaniment. Uh, and a lot of formative and great friendships there. There's a lot of weird stuff there by and large. If you walk into the Salvation Army outside of the uniforms and the music, uh, style, it feels like a church. Um, sing the same hymns, stuff like that. Um, uh, it was, it exposed me at it from a very young, young age to, uh, a lot of different cultures, uh, whether it was going to camp with, a with kids from different parts of the Northeast or working at camp, uh, specifically I would work at a summer camp in a Salvation Army summer camp in New Jersey, uh, every summer uh, while I lived in Ohio, uh, and it was uh, just exposed to a whole way vastly different culture than Ohio culture. Uh, one that I was, was somewhat aware of living in Philadelphia for a while. Um, but in reality, I grew up in a weird era in the Salvation Army where it got a little charismatic, um, especially among the youths. Uh, not speaking in tongues charismatic, but a lot of like 24-hour prayer type things, a lot of like like droning on worship gatherings led by youth um, type stuff. So there was a lot of that influence. Uh, I joined uh, and I never really doubted faith. I never really doubted the the benefit of church growing up. Um, the Salvation Army, if you have to say one thing about at least in my generation, I'm not so so sure about it anymore. My generation is it did a very good job of keeping youth engaged Mm. um you become a full member of the church when you're 14 and they just keep you engaged keep you moving uh so yes that that was kind of my upbringing a lot of wesleyan holiness charismatic thinking um uh the least lost and the lowly half of my friends were homeless type stuff inner city you see the worst of the worst uh, but you also see the benefit of seeing people get out of the worst of the worst. So mm-hmm. that was kind of my drive. And uh, as on some level, I always realized I'd never had it as bad as the people I went to church with. Yeah. And so it, it caused in me, at the very least, a a lack of deconstruction, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because I saw, I, I wasn't sitting in my... Uh, my suburban white neighborhood being like, I don't like this thing because of things. And I'm doubting it now. <laughs> it was just, I always saw the worst of the worst and see the best of God transform people's lives. And so it was, there was always a, a point of, I guess, a uh, highly, highly influential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesse. All right. Uh, I grew up in a very Christian home. Uh, as I've learned is probably very Pentecostal background. Um, Talking to ghosts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we had, I had a lot of stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, geez. I don't know. I wasn't expecting to go into all that depth. You don't have, um, just like 
Let's give them no, uh, yeah, I we I grew up in a Christian home, went to an evangelical church throughout uh, my whole life. We uh, ran puppet programs and oh, that's so all dorky. that stuff. That's dorkier than uniforms. <laughs> Nerd alert! How am I the coolest in this situation? <laughs> yeah, oddly, that's weird. Uh, we did, uh, yeah, puppets in in youth camps and uh, like all the all the things, um, and early age was dumped into like leading stuff like that. And, uh, as many kids are, cause you want to grow up leaders. Right. Um, and then, uh, I think into my teen years, my mom got a job as a, uh, spiritual counselor. She started, uh, ministering and helping people get out of the occult, uh, witchcraft, uh, all the weird craziness. That's a lot of time, also, when I had a lot of weirdness within the house, which was probably spiritual things, realistically. Um, was there a big occult yeah, community yeah. in Rockford? The Faust was the center for the Satanic Church for a while, supposedly. Uh, which was the center of downtown. Uh, supposedly. I take a lot of things with a grain of salt, because a lot of things, I, I, I look back and question where some of the info my mom Got, but I mean, she also administered to people that were in it too. So yeah. there's probably some val- validity to some of it. Um, uh, so I grew up in that kind of weirdness mess of like evangelicalism slash my mom <laughs> ministered to other like certain people. It's kind of like coming uh, out of ser- that like serial killers' children. Yeah, they they counseled. Uh, there's a few other people. My parents were, I think, non-licensed counselors, like many <laughs> church people were yeah, yeah. Uh, back like in the pastors day. Pastors who offer counseling. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they'd counsel people quite often through marriage and other things, and we'd just be kids playing with their kids. And it was just always like a church thing going on always everywhere. My parents would house uh, some some kids and people every once in a while. Um and kind of grew up in that mess until, uh, yeah, teenage, probably big influence, like many of us, Rob Bell at the point. Yeah. It was the first one to be like, something different, you yeah. know? Uh, I have cool hair and glasses. Still <clears throat> still love his books. Still love the perspective he brought at the time. Yeah. It did shape where I'm at now, uh, early on, uh, as far as a, like a, Christian influence uh, outside of my parents. Uh, There's big, an influence question. One. Yeah, we're, in, in, we're, we're not at the influence question yet. Well, yeah, we are. Early influences. Early influences. How early are we not going? That's fine. Keep going. What, wait, what other ones? Inspirational figures? Yeah. yeah. Is that what you're trying yeah. to hold off on? Yeah. Are you going to say me for that one? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. That's, oh, Hugh Jackman. Um, Hugh uh, Jackman is an inspirational <laughs> figure. It's what I life. want to be. <laughs> Wolverine, it's really, what I want to look like. Um, when I get older. Are we holding off on that one? I'm going to jump to that one because I will continue mine based off of that one. So you guys plan your heads right, on that one. Uh, I think one of my biggest figures uh, early. Dan still, Hines. <laughs> he'd love to hear that. No. Uh, uh, was our youth pastor, Craig. Mm-hmm. Craig Dan Hines. Craig, <laughs> no, Craig Rodden and, uh, and uh, Lisa Zalke, who I just spent the weekend with uh, at their church in Kansas City. Nice. The beer we're drinking now came from uh, a visit with them and leading a youth group of uh, that their church um, was hosting a, a youth retreat. So um, it was, it's been kind of cool visiting <laughs> both of them uh, in later years, hanging out, kind of rehashing old thoughts, drinking with them and other things like that. But they were huge huge influences in my direction. Um, I feel like I've heard horror stories about youth groups and youth group 
people and things and whatever. And I think that was probably the most healthy youth group I've ever imagined there could be. So it was, it was nice. It was good. Got a lot of direct uh, push with those people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my probably Lisa for sure. Craig, I would barely. So what is this question again? Influence, uh, uh, inspirational figures, I guess is what we're pulling off. Like for all of who's been a major influence in your spiritual life and why? Mm, 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 Um, mm. Lisa, when I was at like 18, 19 was really impactful for me. And even lobe (laughs) (laughs) with the names, uh, and, and just seeing like, she was a really good example of like women in leadership inside of the church, which was, the Catholic church didn't not allow women to do things, but it wasn't, it was very much more like the helper. Yeah. It was more patristic. Right. Like we're feeding people, we're doing this, but like they couldn't serve in the church, but like, you know, um, and this, she was like, I am her now at grassroots basically. Right. Like she, I really, I really just learned a lot from her of like how we can use our, our talents within the church and that there doesn't necessarily have to be like a, a ceiling to what we can do at the church, if that makes sense. Um, and then more like spiritual faith stuff. I mean, Craig has been really impactful to me the last couple of years. Um, currently. Yeah. Yeah. And then like reading wise, definitely Rob Bell challenged a lot of what I thought. Um, and I, I have not been a big, like, uh, christian book reader <laughs> like mm-hmm. i've tried to get into like the beth Moore people <clears throat> and stuff and it just doesn't yeah it doesn't talk to me yeah. um and so i'm very much more like a being heavily influenced spiritually by like communication with people so watching other people grow in their faith or talk about their journeys um is yeah. a lot more influential for me yeah Influencers, that's what we're talking about. Yes, mm-hmm. not TikTok influencers, yeah. but not, I don't know. <laughs> Scratch that one then. Hold on. Oh, there it goes. Uh, What's your favorite TikTok yeah. channel? Uh, for me, um, it, it began the, I would say, outside of how my dad raised us, which was, uh, again, I, I grew up in a unique household that we had a quadriplegic brother, so. Uh, and we were in many ways left on our own a lot of the time, but, uh, raised us with the assumption of faith. So it wasn't like, a there wasn't like a one night when you're 10 pray beside the, the bed type yeah. of thing. It was just the Same. assumption of faith. So you're not really saved is what you're saying? Probably not. Um, <laughs> see you in hell, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say that a guy by the name of Harold Bergmeier, uh, who is a composer, and uh, kind of taught me everything I know about music, at least when I was younger, taught me everything I know about music, spiritual influence. Uh, he uh, helped write all of the the music for Disney World. So like the music you hear around at Disney World. Um, and so Harold was a big one. He used to live in Chicago up until about a year ago and moved back to Philadelphia. Uh, so Harold spiritually, musically, when I was into music, musically, um, and then I would say our, our our pastor in Georgia. I didn't go to a non. I never went to a non-denominational church till I worked at one. <laughs> nice. Uh, he's a uh, now the one of the bishops for the Free Methodist Church. His name is Doctor Keith Cowart. Um, uh, great influence in terms of 
his church grew to become a mega church. Uh, he never intended that to be, but he always intended to uh, make a church of 2,500 plus people feel small, mm. like feel like feel like you knew everybody. Community was heavy. That's where I get my my heavy influence on community from Keith. I get my heavy influence on humility, trying to be humble, as humble as possible, knowing that this isn't about being a pastor is not about you or the platform that you create. So in terms of pastoral influence, Keith, and then uh, spiritual influ- influences, um, I would have to say just from books, like authors, we're talking about authors, um, Leslie Newbegin, who is a, more of a cultural critic, uh, great. He's written some proper confidence. That book is phenomenal. It's only about a hundred pages, not very long. He's dead, so we can't get him on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Though we will still try. We will still try. We'll talk to your mom Jesse, about that. I can get an out. AI voiceover, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, Leslie Newbegin, uh, Dallas Willard, um, uh, John Stott. Uh, I would say uh, more recently, uh, David Fitch. I've been on a huge... Mm. David Fitch, we're going to try to get him on the be. podcast. He will yep, be. Yep, yep. On the 2024 2024 goals. Not goals. He will be. Yeah. He also has to come and preach at grassroots. He's in Chicago. He, can He's supposed, over here. Chicago. he was supposed to preach at grassroots two years ago. We should go meet at Chicago, like a uh, fast food joint, and just yeah. interview him there. Well, I like yeah. it. Um, I would say uh, some of the more missionally minded people, Alan Hirsch, uh, Mike Frost, some of those guys who are really rethinking and uh, what was the book we read when I first, Brad Briscoe, uh, that rethink book, um, uh, Brad Briscoe, really kind of trying to rethink and reimagine what church can look like. Now that needs to probably speed up a little bit post COVID, but um, some of those guys, highly, highly influential. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. Keith, uh, my buddy Jonesy, from Georgia, really, really discipled in the in the truest sense of the word, discipled me into a life of ministry and away from professional classical music. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Next question. Ready? Um, we're, are what? you doing it? Oh, okay. Go ahead. I've been leading it, so <laughs> go ahead, Jen. Okay. <laughs> um, turning points. Share a pivotal moment or event in your life that significantly impacted your faith journey. I like to call them canon moments based off the is most that... recent Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was pretty good. Though. It's like, a good wait, moment. Is the cartoon the one? Cartoon yeah, one? yeah, that was, it was pretty good. good. It was uh, but they... very overstimulating. It was. There was no, a lot of get moving. Out of here. It was lovely. It was Comic beautiful. Booking. Yeah, for your ADHD beautiful. brain. <laughs> Shut up. Um, anyway. Uh, Benjamin loved it. But it was like they referred to those as canon moments. They interrupted people's canon moments throughout the uh, yeah. the particular uh, place. And almost in. destroyed the multiverse. Universe, yeah, the multiverse. So, uh, point is, though, is there a Spoiler canon alert. moment? <laughs> I mean, basically, everyone grows up with multiple canon moments. There's yeah. large moments that create who you are now. When did you realize you were gay? <laughs> <laughs> is that my canon? Just moment? Now. Oh, no. oh no! Just like, now! Now! I now! I just now! Uh, no, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> there are multiple moments throughout people's life that change them drastically. Uh, but like, yeah. what is one that you want to pinpoint on the podcast? Maybe two, but, mm-hmm. uh, keep it 
Short and sweet? Well, I mean, you can dig in. We can dig in a little bit. But I think I talked about this a little with Philippe, so I'll just mention this first one. Like the Take most obvious. One. No, oh, because it's, it's big. Okay. I mean, the most impactful was when my dad had a stroke and aneurysm. He had a brain aneurysm, which led to two strokes. Hmm. Um, when I was, I believe, I never can remember the exact age, nine, 10, somewhere in there. And um, do you remember him before that? Yeah. Yeah. How old was your dad? Well, that's like you just said that. Like, it just makes me think of my daughter now. Yeah. If I went through that, she'd know plenty about me. Yeah. And have those. Yeah. Effects. I mean, I remember him yeah. being very funny, very like life of the party, very like he would tell jokes all the time. He used to pretend that he would tell our friends that they would have, that we had a dog, but we could keep it in the basement. And then he would like go down and <laughs> basically mess with them from the basement mm. of dogs. Anyway. Um, and uh so he had that and he it really just altered my entire life like i wouldn't have probably stayed at the school i was at if i mean he was studying to be an electrician he was an apprentice so like the amount of money my family would have had the jobs that they would have had the house we would have had like i think that our my life experience would have been very different um i probably wouldn't be sitting even at this table uh, you know like i just really think it, yeah. it very much changed the traje- trajectory of my life mm-hmm. Um, at a pretty young age. And then I remember like recovery wise. Well, there's a lot of things that go with this of like, I don't really feel like my mom was very well supported by community, which is why I now am probably (laughs) overly supportive of other people and like help take care of other people's kids and like just do the most for other people. Yeah. Probably because you're saying like us. Anybody By like other people? Do you mean me? <laughs> oh my god! Why are you being so self-centered on this? Uh, but I think well, it's just a um, like a natural. It was a response to what I saw growing up of someone not being cared for well by community, yeah. and I don't ever want to do that. Um, like painting every single person's house. Like absolutely, I'll help you do that. Like whether yeah, or not yeah, I want to. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then I spent a lot of time watching my dad not choose to get better. Um, like not really fighting for himself. And then, so then I spent a lot of time angry at him and God of like, why did this happen? Et cetera. Uh, and so that was pretty like, then I spent a lot of years being angry towards God. Um, and that was, I mean, that's pretty pivotal, like, which then led to me questioning a lot after I got over, I think I went through like a 12 step process there of like (laughs) the anger and then the grief and then the, um, kind of like reinventing what faith meant to me. Um, so yeah, that's probably, I mean, obviously that's the biggest yeah. impact. Go for the confusion. Jen is my children's godmother. <laughs> yes. Also. So she does at least the oldest her. one on paper. Yeah. No, well, all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. For me, um, the first real pivotal moment was, um, when I did not gain entrance into Curtis Institute of Music. I thought you were going to say heaven. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, uh, so in high school, my, my dream was to become the principal trumpet player of the New York Philharmonic, um, which is a very bizarre goal for anybody the to have. Prince, but what is that? I mean, but, like, like you were the head. Yeah, like, like first, the first chair. chair. First chair trumpet player. Okay. Jesse was um, never in like orchestra. It's like the be- the first one, the one that's I was homeschooled. We didn't have an orchestra. It's like, like when you best. look at we the, the U of musicians, it's always like they sit on the outside. Yeah. 
They run the section. Yeah. Essentially. Okay. Cool. They play the like tuning note and yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And so suck. Yeah. And so that was that was like my weird dream. Most kids wanted to be like football players or ever doctors. Um and so I worked my whole high school life in junior high. Junior high and high school to that's the only thing I focused on was trumpet playing. Um and uh one, you have to win an audition, so you have to be invited to audition at Curtis Institute of Music in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, <laughs> on Rittenhouse Square. So you have to be invited. So there's it's probably like Juilliard over here. Yeah, so there's probably ten thousand trumpet players. They only invite a hundred to audition. I was one of the hundred, so I felt good about that. And then, um, and then I auditioned and I was waitlisted. Now they only accept one trumpet player a year. And I was, uh, waitlist means you're number two. And so if the first person backs out or wants to go to Juilliard or Cleveland Institute or Cincinnati, whatever, pick your music school, um, then they'll accept you. So I was waitlisted, which I felt good about, but I was still like bummed. And I, and the girl who won the audition ended up going to Curtis. So I didn't, obviously I didn't go to Curtis. So my life would have looked way different than it does now. Uh, and so, uh, so that was the first pivotal moment. That was the first time I was like, well, you know, not that I'm not good enough. Cause I, I got accepted into other larger, like relatively famous music colleges, music in- institutions. And, um, I didn't, I chose not to go there cause I really wanted to go to Curtis cause I really wanted to study with this one trumpet player, the, the David Bilger who recently retired. Um, really wanted to study there, really wanted to live there, really wanted to do it. So that was the first pivotal moment. Like maybe I'm, maybe this is not the trajectory. That was the first time I ever had, maybe this isn't where, what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Uh, but I held on to that as tightly as possible. Um, you didn't have any backup idea? No, no, no. Like, but other people, like it had to be that guy. That's who I wanted to. I wanted to, I always wanted to go to Curtis. Um, Juilliard was, uh, Juilliard was, enticing but is way too curtis is free if you get in it's free that's mm. the other thing juilliard is not free. which is nice <laughs> yeah juilliard is sixty thousand dollars so um by the wow, way really yeah sixty thousand wow. dollars a year so wow. um a deal <laughs> and so uh and by the way i did get in i did get into juilliard not to toot my own horn <laughs> um but I, but we just couldn't afford it i couldn't afford it there's no no amount of student loans that could help me afford it. Um, that was part of that, and plus that I did not get along with yeah. the, the the trumpet professor there at all. He was a douche, um, and it was not Phil Smith. It was another guy. No one, fun. literally, a, no one yeah. knows what you're. So talking. If, if you happen to know who what I'm talking, not about. a fun kind of douche. Yeah, just a douche. Yeah, just a douche. He was a, a terrible, not a good human being. But anyhow, so uh, that was the first time I ever thought like, oh, music isn't my thing. But I, I kind of held on to it, ended up joining the United States Army Band, um, ended up going to college, kind of really settling to a pretty uh, decent music college in Columbus, Georgia called the Schwab School of Music, um, where me and the trumpet professor also didn't get along very well. But uh, good guy, nice guy, not very good. But the yeah. uh <laughs> But the most pivotal moment, I would say, what what got, got me away from music and into ministry would be I went through, I picked up my trumpet one day, and it physically hurt to play. Like, it hurt my mouth to play. Like, I couldn't, it wasn't enjoyable. Did you I, just need chapstick? No. Okay. Because I, I played dry anyway. So, 
So I, that yeah. sounds rough. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a trumpet. But, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it physically hurt to play. Now I could still play. I, I still sounded okay. I still was able to play stuff, but it physically hurt my face to play. And I wasn't sure why. So I went to my pastor, Keith, who I talk, <clears throat> talked about, and he was like, well, maybe God's trying to eat more spiritual than I am, but maybe God's trying to tell you something, mm-hmm. maybe this. And then at the same time, um, I got orders to move across the country to a different base. And I was, and Heather and I were just like getting into engagement. We were just doing this. So I would have had to leave Heather mm-hmm. like six months later and move away again. So long distance again. And so I was talking to, and so he was like, maybe God's trying to tell you something. So I ended up getting into really starting to think and dive into ministry. Like, what does this look like? I didn't want to do it. I saw what it did to my parents. I saw, I know what my brother had to deal with, who was the only well, brothers, I guess, who were in ministry at the time had to deal with. And I was like, I don't really want none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once eventually I came to the grips, like maybe this is, maybe that's what God is calling me to do, to do the one thing I don't want to do, which is ministry. Uh, and then it was like, Oh, overnight, uh, my orders got canceled and it stopped hurting to play mm-hmm. trumpet. And so I got to back to enjoying trumpet playing, knowing full well that trajectory was ministry. I dropped out of music college ended up going to Bible college Long story short, that was probably the most pivotal, pivotal moment. And even now when I pick it up, I every once in a while I pick it up just to mess with the kids. I, I sound terrible because practice. But the terrible to you or terrible to everybody. everybody. It's terrible. Um just to mess around. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I could pick this up again. This is enjoyable. Are you gonna do it? No. You should. No. Okay. God the said time, I don't have time for that. God the said the amount you of time do it. it takes. I heard it. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, so those are the two pivotal, I guess. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm no, I just have a hard time trying to like think through Like there's a million things that change trajectory. Uh, I would say the pregnant, biggest thing, getting your girlfriend pregnant, that would be that wife. one. I would yep. say that's like one big one, the, the most direct one <laughs> that I could probably dig into. Uh, uh, my wife and I. I uh, got pregnant at the, well, I was 18 going on. Nope. Just lying. Uh, Cause I was 21 at our marriage. So you're 20. So I was 20. She was 19. Yeah. Um, and we were dating for three months year. prior to that. And it was the first time we had done anything. You're an idiot. Guess what? Uh, that came from uh, not being told to wear things by my parents and avoid sex. Uh, just pure. Just, <laughs> like purity culture. That. Purity culture yeah. is a. Uh, not being given um, yeah. good sex ed. As How long Brandy did it would last? Say. Oh my gosh. We <laughs> don't need to discuss that. I blacked it out. <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, <laughs> my wife probably could tell you, uh, <laughs> she was like, so disappointing. <laughs> she's like, she's like, that's what this is all about. Um, no, but, uh, as she says every night, no, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, I'll delete that part. I uh, just kidding. <laughs> She'll probably laugh. <laughs> Did you all uh, spit beer everywhere? Just like- <laughs> Uh, but basically it was that, uh, we, first time we did anything, uh, she got pregnant and yeah, well, we, we, we were we. a couple, we got pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I did not hold the baby though. 
uh, in, you my, didn't in, my, in, in my body. In my body. Oh, oh, I was like, wait, hold in on. my body. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was probably the biggest moment. Uh, I would say yeah, that the church abandoned you. Thank you for telling my story. Evan, it's my Evan, story. It's his story. <laughs> We've heard all of yours 27 times. What's her story? Uh, she's not here right now, so I'm going to tell <laughs> for her like a proper man does. Um, <laughs> uh, but basically, we <laughs> we got pregnant at an early age, uh, as you do. Uh, and we, I will, I will stand by this. We had already talked about the idea of marriage prior to even that existing. Uh, so three it wasn't, months in, wow. Yeah, I mean, I was a, I was a double downer. I was, yeah, I, I was I, too. I, I only dated two people. I don't, life, yeah. I didn't date to date, as they say. Uh, but basically, um, at the time, it was just kind of like, oh well, we're doing this then. Yeah. yeah so what uh, we, we, for? we, what we straight for? In, straight into uh, planning the wedding. Domestic uh, life. Yep. Uh, basically, we had to uh, change the date of the wedding probably three times. One of the strongest one, which is another canon moment for, uh, I think, us as a couple, but my wife specifically and their family. Her uncle was a uh, a DUI cop uh, in Arizona. Well, no, that's it. Sorry. A, I mean, B-cop. he was a motorcycle. Motorcycle cop. cop. But, he, uh, but he was killed by a drunk driver. Uh, um, and it was, one of the dates was kind of planned around where we were doing. So we had to postpone that be because of all that, go to Arizona, all these other things, chaos uh, ensued with that. And by the time we ended up getting married, uh, our first daughter was born. She was at our wedding. We danced with her, um, three months old. And, uh, that was probably one of the biggest things we, uh, through the process of that, we were pretty well abandoned, uh, by our church community and people through the process of that, uh, having been, uh, gotten pregnant out of wedding out of wedlock as they say, uh, but we, I was taken off of worship leading. I was taken off of other things. Uh, I was not allowed to lead anything. We were kind of, kind of in our own little bubble, uh, kind of trying to exist. And eventually, after we were married, the baby was born, all these things, uh, we were accepted back into the community. So yeah. it, was, it was a big uh, uh, a mind blow for me. Middle a finger. Very, yeah, big middle finger from the church, from faith, from community. At our wedding, our, our uh, pastor at the time, who caused many other canon moments in my life, uh, said something along the lines of... Uh, the baby was not a mistake, but they made a mistake about right. this uh, at the wedding. Yeah. And uh, so the now they're yeah. basically making it right is basically yeah. what he said. Um, and it was very like immediately like shut a, off my wife's family to church pretty much forever. Yeah. It's like a Avengers end game. <clears throat> yeah, it was a very odd. And at the time I was just like, yeah, that's true. Ma. You know, yeah. like as you do as a yeah. kid, you know, like that's not untrue. Yeah, you're like um, 20 and you're like, no, oh, whatever. Um, so, I mean, I think a lot of that kind of set the trajectory for the several years after that, um, which then caused many other canon moments by choice, which was starting uh, the church that we now run. Uh, uh, we we kind of left that church after a lot of oddities, a lot of um, broken relationships, a lot of frustrating moments regardless of us trying to keep it as kosher as possible. And uh, that kind of set the tra- trajectory of where we are now, I would say. Yeah. Uh, like that's our biggest uh, run. It, if we want to keep it short and sweet, there's a lot of nuance to that, but that's, that's the, the gist of mine. 
I would say the biggest, biggest, biggest one. Noise. Yeah. Were you, how old were you? Like you have been 18, like you're, well, or no, how old were you when you like switched from music to church? Are they all around the same age? No, yours. Mine, I mean, I was much younger, but mine, I was 21. I think most canon moms, 21. Yeah. I mean, another big thing for me would have been like 18 years old switching from Catholic church yeah, to non-denominational. So I've been again, 21 because we were... Because of me. Because we were... Yes, you like, invited me, me to my, the church, Jesse. <laughs> get over yourself. Me and my uh, <laughs> music school friends would drink after class, so okay. I've been 21. No, it's just interesting. I mean, you think a lot about like the amount of growth that kids do from 18 to 20, 21. Like, they're college years, of course, but... Um, just like as we're able to start mm-hmm. thinking fully for ourselves, like where we're not, I mean, your parents are still influencing you and they're still probably they're making some of your influence. decisions. They're not the influence. But the growth that happens. Yeah, not me. My parents didn't influence. <laughs> Once I left that. You had a weird. Yeah. <laughs> had a different, but different, I mean, you know, I think. I mean, I guess. yeah. Same, there's a but. lot of people. We change so drastically. I mean, throughout your whole life, but specifically, I think that age of like 18 to 21, 22, where now all of a sudden, like, oh, I'm an adult. I, you know, yeah. I know everything, whatever. Yeah. And then we realize, like, we know nothing, basically. And you almost like have to reset thinking for yourself. Yeah. Of like a. That's how I look at. I don't, you, I don't think I ever hit that moment of I know nothing. <laughs> you just always knew everything. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did. Of like. That's how I think of every TikTok like influencer girl i'm like you have no idea right well no, no looking back yeah. i can look back but i don't think i've ever was like i don't You've know never what had the... i don't know what i'm talking about like yeah. i feel like at any given point i'm like i know what I'm i definitely about. did but yeah. <laughs> it's interesting um okay next how are we doing on time yeah i guess we were i guess when i was 26 i guess you one can make an argument that heather and i were and our two kids were homeless for like three months when i was 26 because you were living with yeah, we had your parents. Home. Yeah, we had homeless. yeah because we didn't have a home. We lived oh, with my parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the definition of homeless. <laughs> theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, home, but not yours. Uh, yeah. What other one were we gonna do? Uh, we probably we? have time for one more. Uh, we're Let's at do ten. About an then hour the mark. vision for the future one. Mm. Vision for the future. Are we talking personal faith journey still? It says how do you? Or see do we want to talk about the uh, podcast? How do you see your faith journey progressing? And then, like, I don't really like the word spiritual goals, but just like, yeah, where we see maybe we maybe we kind of, yeah, wherever you want to take it on that route. Well, I would say this: I we've been doing LTGs, yeah, life Lutkes. transformation groups, also known as Litkas, Litkas, um, for the last what? Four months? Yeah, four or five months. We probably yeah. do a general recap of that on an episode. Yeah, yeah and I, um, uh, reading scripture like regularly has not been a, something that I've been very good at in the past. Like, I'm great at like reading if you assign it to me. Reading scripture, like I will do it if you ask me to. Um, but just like sitting down and reading the Bible is not has not been natural for me. Um, or most people. Yeah, and yeah. but this part of the the life the ltg is that you're reading you're in scripture every week and yes it's like required of me for Mm -hmm. this but i i think having it become more i've read stuff i've never read before like books of the bible i've never read before so i think i've seen a lot of um just some maturity happening within myself of like trying to expand what i've read of the bible without having like 
guilt around it of like, yeah. oh, I haven't read in forever. Let me sit down and read some scripture. Um, and so that ru- that routine and consistency has been really good for me. You guys don't start with guilt uh, <laughs> about not reading. I thought that's what we do. That's because you never read. So. Do you listen to it's it? Just me. Okay. Do you listen? To it's because to Jesse hear. doesn't read. <laughs> I do listen to it. 80% of the time. I, you know, we have been pretty good about <laughs> the morning not before The morning of. <laughs> On the way there. Yeah. If you see me sitting in the parking Three lot, edge. that's because I'm finishing yeah. what we're supposed to be <laughs> dwelling on. for the, for the dwell, no, 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 2X no, 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 speed, but uh, we're dwelling on it for a week, uh, and I'm dwelling on it for the moment before I walk yeah, in. Yeah, it's more uh, Philippe. Philippe is like, well, the one thing, uh, go ahead, sorry. That's okay. I was just going to say, like, my, my hope for future me would be that I, I think it's just working on, like, becoming more spiritually mature as in the way that I would be more efficient at just like with discipling to people and just being better at talking about my faith because Mm -hmm. I grew up in a a denomination that did, we didn't do that. And so it's probably been the hardest thing. Like praying out loud is awkward for me because I never, we didn't do that unless we were all saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. And Hail Mary full of grace. (laughs) Just like, sharing my faith was not, I just didn't grow up with that. And even though, you know, it's been a long time since I've been in the Catholic church, it's still, it was like those formative years of like, none of it feels natural to me. Um, So yeah, I think my, my future goal personally would be that I become, I just continue to work on like being more open with my faith because it's been very difficult for me to learn. Yeah. Yeah, for me, goal, spiritual goal of the future. I think, um, I don't know. I think I want to be more like open-handed, obedient, Mm -hmm. I would say. What is God calling me towards? Can I, am I resisting anything? Am I aware of my own resistance? Am I allowing myself to be... Just obedient, simply obedient, even when I don't like it <laughs> yeah. and I don't want to do it and I don't, I don't know, whatever it is, whatever it is in the future, who knows, can I be obedient and open? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love uh, Charles Stanley who died, <laughs> Andy Stanley's dad. Uh, his whole thing was our job is to be obedient and leave the consequences, consequences up to God. Like if, if God calls us to, then he has the consequences. I I have a tough time of not trying to fix the consequences of, of my obedience. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I want to, oh, I got to get all the X, Y, Z, B, whatever it is yeah. in, a, in, in a row. Yeah. Before I be, am obedient where mm-hmm. really the, the call is, Hey, just be obedient. What is, was God calling me towards? Was God calling grassroots towards? What is God calling leadership towards who is God calling us to reach because, you know, theoretically our church has been, we've always like, Oh, we're, we get, we're a great place for, uh, artistic people, but now we have a slew of homeless people. So it's like, what is God calling? Like, how are we going to be obedient to that? And simply just be obedient. Uh, I would say for me, it's intentionality. Um, and the LTGs have been another showcase of many, many, many other showcases uh, throughout my journey of ex- understanding that I don't do things without the expectation of doing them. Uh-huh. 
um, very specifically read the Bible uh, or anything like that. Uh, I, I'm like many people. I just I I don't do it unless I'm expected to. And I think um, knowing that I can carve out hours of time to play a video game because I just now got a new Xbox. Did you get the Xbox One? One. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> It was on sale. It was a great deal. Super Jeez, on sale. Oh. Jen, Jen made me do it. I we did were not shopping. Make you do it. My wife said what, and she said it was a good deal. And I, did, I said, Alex did agree for the with first me. Time, I want a, a sale was in my favor. They have favor. PS Five sales. They they did over the Christmas. Yeah, um, like anyway, Best Buy or something. Point is, I realized though uh, over time, I I I rarely play video games. I don't do it often, but when I do, I dig down and like you, we've talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Dig down and play for hours and hours yeah. and do it. It's like, and I, I always like, feel guilty. It's like eating a bag of Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> but in my head, I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> I have played for probably four hours today in time that I would have said I had no time to do these things. Mm. And then I can say for hours and hours and hours and on end, I didn't have time to read this scripture. <laughs> I didn't yeah. have time to, it's because yeah. I didn't want to, realistically. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to. I Nobody really don't want to. to. I don't yeah. have time. I don't want to. Uh, is just uh, and and I think coming around to it to say like doing something intentionally, mm-hmm. uh, and that comes with everything else in my life, like doing things intentionally with my wife when we're together, what doing intentionally things with my kids when we're together, not just sitting there on your phone ignoring things, yeah, because we all do that, and I see that coming through with my daughter and yeah. and other people when we're just sitting around, we just sit there yeah. and look at things. It's hard after work for sure. Yeah. It's, and it's a decompression for sure. Like I just want to look at pointless bull crap yeah. just to like decompress. And it's Some stupid. girl dances some dumb song. That's not true. It's not how TikTok works. <laughs> I don't know how TikTok works. That's how your TikTok yeah. works. I don't have TikTok. It's, it's all based on works. what you look at. Uh, no, uh, I look at things that it's, I don't uh, have it's an all account. informational. I, th- like, I might have an account. Most but. things are like church bullshit jokes oh, that yeah. I send you guys that you guys ignore. Or... Or it's just informational, like knowledge things, which is also very interesting because, like, younger generations than us and everybody else now are showing, like, here's how you do your wash and your laundry for real, or like how to clean it's the so pot ridiculous. properly, you know. But, like, but people don't know how to do that. And That's so it's, crazy. It's, it is interesting That's to see crazy. that stuff like rising. But the point is intentionality in the steps of whether it be reading the Bible or anything like that. I think that's my, my vision for my 2024 is the hope to do that more in, intentionally. Yeah. So nice. I guess a personal vision would be to uh, sell my Jeep. <laughs> yeah, you should. We're not just like that goal is, setting that, here. That, okay? that thing is held on by bungee cords. Yeah, if yeah, anyone yeah. wants a really shitty Jeep, reach out that to runs, us at Krishnayevpodcast.com. Owned by a very important podcaster. Yeah, yeah. very important podcaster. Somebody that you can, he'll sign it. You Technically do author, have to ratchet. You could look up my thesis. You will write a full Bible verse on the door if you want him to. You yeah. do have to ratchet strap yourself in for safety, but uh-huh. it's fine. Uh-huh. Yep, I yep, was yep, in it once and I thought I would would die or yeah. fall out. I don't know. We only went one block down the street. Uh, <laughs> that, that's what when I got in and you had to literally close a ratchet strap that's down on my, my lap. Closed. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? This is just how we don't let you fall out of the car. I no, think I said, belt. I, think just I keep said I'll shut. walk. In theory, <laughs> in theory, it's probably more safe than most cars. If you want to make um, that argument. It turns on. It I turns don't... on at negative 40 degrees. That's what we know. That's what we know. Oh, it turns so, on and runs. So bad. Wow. So it's bad. the emergency well, vehicle at this point. Uh, thanks for joining us, friends, for this hundredth episode. This. 
unloading. If you liked this of us just telling you more personal things, let us know. I know Philippe pushed us to be a little more personal on that episode, but typically we're just doing more of opinion-based conversations. Um, But if you liked that, let us know. We can always do more of it. We'll be back uh, in two weeks with 101. Our very, very, uh, I will say, our our next several episodes, we're going to try our hardest not to interrupt Jen. We'll interrupt each other. Yeah. And then, and then, and then see, like scrubs. And then we'll say, see, it didn't mean anything. She still didn't say anything. She just droned on. She just droned. (laughs) Did it make any points? Guys, this is dripping with sarcasm. Please hear what we're saying right (laughs) now. This is from Jen. It is. It's not real. It's not real. We do interrupt each other plenty. So we also respect that Jesse has massive ADHD and sometimes just has to say what he has to say. We all interrupt each other, including Jen. I do interrupt them. That is true. And I'm going to start pointing it out every time you do it. So what do we have to look forward to? So people realize this year. That Jen does it. (laughs) What do we have to look forward to this year? Hopefully some interviews. Yeah. More interviews than last year. Yeah. I really love having people on. Could could you honestly? This is a request to anyone who's listening. Please write to us on the email or just on a social media Through place website and let whatever. us know if there's something you would like us to talk about. And if you want to be on it, let us know. That's yeah. fine too. But the bigger thing is we really want feedback from the people that are listening, what they enjoy hearing, so that way we keep creating podcasts that you want to listen to, yeah. that you want to share with the people. We are crass. Terrible humans, most of the time. <laughs> um, but the point is that we can be raw, and we can be uh, like we yeah. said in several episodes ago. That this is you, we're inviting you into our living room. This is us being raw with each other, being real, having some drinks, being friends. Yeah, and we would like to invite you into that. So please talk yeah. to us about it. We want it to be a community, not just us talking to a microphone. Yeah, like what questions do you have about faith or the church or? Whatever, like just share. I that think with we just us. do a Christian AF conference, <clears throat> get our hundreds of listeners. Yeah, like, would you guys come? We'll do a live episode. Fly out. If we we'll could meet find at a Court Street, if we could find a place that at least twenty people would show up, I'd do an episode. That would be so. That fun. That would be fun. But like, like the, a weekend. But deal? like it'd have to Lone be. Canary can play. Be, yeah, le, our my band will play the intro, and we'll do things. Legitimately, we'll make that happen if we can get Trisha. 20 people. How do we get you to Illinois, <laughs> or how do we get to <laughs> or Hawaii? How do we go to yeah. Hawaii? That's or, the yeah. bigger can question. Trisha, actually, yeah, this is more, <laughs> a real thing. How do we get to you? Can yeah. we come stay with you? Um, Not the burned side of Hawaii, like the fa- like the oh, fun side too of Hawaii. Soon. That's, oh, too oh soon. no, too um, soon. but like, <laughs> but realistically, if we actually had interest in that, we'd 100 percent do it. Uh, and at the very minimum, we will do a live online one that people can jump on, ask questions, yeah, where they type, can type to us, talk, whatever you want to do. So if there's interest, please let us know because we do not know if there's interest unless we hear from you. Yeah. So that's the big push for me. 2024. I want to hear, I want to create a community. Yeah, We're creating this for people who are listening, obviously. So we want to make sure we're the reality answering is question you guys, you guys have 2024 will probably be the end of the podcast unless <laughs> I mean, legitimately, yeah, 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 yeah. unless we have reason to keep so it you going. Get 26 more. Cause right now we are unfunded. Right? We don't yeah. have money to do this. We're doing it on our own time. We only do well, yeah, two a month. Yeah, yeah. So 26, 24, 24, 12 times. So 24, we're doing this initially for us cause we enjoy it, but yeah. we do want to create a community. And if you guys listen to it and want to do this with us, we want to actually invite you into it. And, and do this together and make a community out of this podcast. So that would be my push to you as 2024 yeah. listeners. Yeah, that's your guys' goal. Do yeah. it. Yeah. 
Support us, and damn it. And if we, in the last episode, scared you off of social media. <laughs> <laughs> you can, your social media. No, you can go to our website and talk to us. Yeah. yeah. You can send, send us a message through the website. You can or schedule email. an email. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. We should set up a... No, I don't want to do that. Never mind. I was going to say, we should set up like a Google number that they could text, but I don't want to do Please that. Please don't do that. I don't yeah, want to do that. No, they can send us an email. That's plenty. Um, yeah. But do that so we know you're I out there. I stopped myself from the... Now um, someone's going to be like, I would love to text also, you. Also, as usual, share with your friends. Because honestly, if we don't have people listening, there's no point in doing this. So um, that is that. So thank you guys for listening. Keep asking questions. Question your pastor, your church, your uh, views on all the things. Uh, question your canon moments and look at your your 2024 and what's to come wow that's like almost motivational amen just keep asking right preach jim robbins or whatever that guy's name is welcome to the christian tim robbins (laughs) all right keep asking questions anyway i'm jesse i'm evan i'm jen welcome to 2024 100 episode done check it off the list goodbye Thanks for listening and joining us on this week's show. If you'd like to support the podcast or just want to buy us a drink as an episode sponsor, check out our website at christianafpodcast.com. While you're on the site, feel free to send us a message. We appreciate hearing from each one of you. Our hope with this podcast is to develop a community where you can openly question your faith, church, beliefs, and more. Also, don't forget to find and follow us on social media at Christian AF Podcast. Share our episodes with your friends to help grow our community. We're always looking for questions, stories, or podcast ideas. You can send these to us via email at christianafpodcast at gmail.com or through our social media channels. So until next time, stay curious, stay connected, and keep questioning.